So, hey, everybody, welcome back to Really Good Bad Ideas podcast numero cuatro. We have uh, the very special guest, the very, very wonderful Julie Howe with us today. I feel very excited to have her with us. As you'll see, we have some really good bad ideas to talk about. And uh, Julie's always been one of those people where you know, you vibe immediately. And one of my favorite people that I've spent time with in and outside of the office uh, in my previous life and being able to talk about really good, bad ideas um, openly and freely is one of the best things about really good friends in this industry. So. Welcome to the show. Oh man, that's like the best fucking. Oh shit, am I am I not allowed to cuss on this podcast? Yes, fucking swear. Definitely okay. fucking swear as much as you want. Sorry. Um, <laughs> thanks for having me. This is amazing. Um, th- this is probably a very bad idea to have me on this podcast. Um, but yeah, man, I'm fucking thrilled to be here to see your faces and and hear your voices. Um, it's just good to connect. And I love the spirit behind bad ideas because that's the stuff that gets people talking and feeling something, you know? Yeah. We thought bad ideas would be a great idea because, you know, I'm sure as you can relate to in the industry and when you're in client meetings and all this, you're trying to stay buttoned up. Don't want to say anything that, that makes too many waves, you know, and is going to scare the client off or anything many times, you know, unless you have that, that right one. But, um, you know, I think the our industry needed a forum for this, you know, and I felt like it was a good idea to be able to have a safe place where, you know, whether you think of this as entertaining, whether you think of this as disgusting, maybe you think, you know, whatever, um, you know, at least there's a place where we can talk about this. Cause I always enjoyed those conversations that we had after hours, you know, like the, the ideas that we talked about, you know, at the dinner parties after the client meeting or, you know, at the bar, you know, having a couple cocktails, those were the ones that kind of broke through, right? And there was always like something little in there that was like, wow, actually, you know, there's something that, although this is a really good, bad idea, there's something that might inspire like one that could actually move forward. So, I love that. you know, and it's so true. And you should know that this is the fourth podcast. And four in Chinese say is, is death. <laughs> is so, it? Uh huh. So you know, it's probably all good stuff for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's a way in. Yeah, yeah. let's go with that. Oh God. Uh, so Julie, what have you been up to? What do you What do you do with yourself these days? Well, so let me say first that the views expressed on this podcast are solely my own and not representative of. <laughs> anybody I associate with or my employer. Of course. Um, Disclaimer. Yeah, a good disclaimer. Uh, You know, so, you know, obviously lockdown has been challenging for all, but I think in a way it's been good and bad, right? Like it forces you to kind of really push through stuff to really want to be creative because you're not surrounded by people and you guys are creative beings. Like it's, it's, there's something magical about, to your point, like sitting in a bar you know, like chilling over a beer, just tossing shit around, just like hanging out, especially when it's like least expected. Now everything's like, we got to go on a like call to talk about stuff. And it's like, you might not be like fucking primed to do that, you know? So 
Um, I think it's been an exercise to try to keep those juices flowing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's also hard to present, right? Shit, like, how do you sell ideas when you can't really read the room? Like, that's a whole fucking thing. Yeah, the you synergy, know? the proximity, that's so important because, you know, when you're at home, you feel like you're just doing tasks. And when it comes to creativity, you got to be in the room present and just like vibe, j- like jive off each other, kind of riff. You know, it's almost like like playing music or jazz. You can't, you know, you got to be in the same room. You got to feel the energy. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I'm definitely more creative with pants on, so that's part of the challenge. <laughs> 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 Aren't we all? Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely true. I think that there's been a lot of that, you know, and people stepping out. I mean, shoot, we did with our, you know, Carpe Diem creative agency as well, and and just kind of taking this time to be, you know, wow, if you know everything else is in question at this moment, why don't we question what we're doing with our time as well and what we're working towards, you know, as a community. Um, and, you know, that's really how we think of it is less of, you know, an agency and more of a community of, of people who, you know, are able to get in that vibe and be able to, you know, get to good ideas, whether it be via bad, talking about bad ideas to get to the good ones for our clients, whatever that is. Um, you know, it's so important. I think these days. And that's so smart too. I mean, you know, here's the thing, right? I, I love, I, I think with, with everything that's changed over the last year, I love that you guys are are doing your own thing because you guys are seasoned vets, right? And then, you know, the kind of enamored like agency life and big agency, like, you know, you're not going to their offices. You're not like assembling a giant fucking team. Like you gotta be, you gotta move fast. You gotta, you know, you gotta, really know what you're talking about not just hide behind like a nameplate you know what i mean so i love that yeah i think that was like one of the biggest uh problems with big large agencies and these dinosaur agencies is like there's like 12 executives that like you got to like go through all the creative processes with and when you get get everything back just the the content's crap like just whatever you produce ends up not being where it started with all the synergy and stuff that you began with and you got excited and then Later on, as it progresses, it's almost like the excitement kind of just left the room and, and dies out, yeah. you know? So, yeah, rounded up all the edges, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, let's jump into it. Um, and I think, you know, we're going to try eventually here to uh, maybe make a phone call, a rando phone call to a, a colleague or two just to see if they'll oh, pick God. up. Yes. We've never tried this before. Oh. And that's why we know it's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah so, um, yeah, but. Julie, let's jump in with uh, a few of a few of yours. Okay, so I have to say that I'm a huge UFC fan. Like I love fucking watching UFC, right? And you guys are in Vegas, so it's like you know, you know the capital. deal. That's the capital. Yeah, man, like the thing is, I know there are other women that love UFC, right? But then you look at you know, you're watching it and you're into it. And all the fucking sponsorships are like Monster Energy, like fucking Oberto's Jerky and all this bullshit, right? Like the very typical what you would expect. To do. So I'm like, dude, why should like if I were Pinterest, I fucking buy out the UFC, like put your fucking Pinterest logo right in the middle of the octagon. You know, it's like oh, yeah. the most unexpected. And I just don't understand why brands don't fucking do a little bit like Everybody knows that Monster Energy is, you might as well, when you say Monster Energy, it's basically UFC. So like, why pay that money? But if you're Pinterest and you know, like either your honey's watching it or you're into it, like, 
why wouldn't you put yourself in unexpected places to break? That's why it's like everybody kind of lumps together. So that's one of my first ones. I'm always like fucking Pinterest times UFC. Exactly. <laughs> That's actually a really good point. Like try to disrupt almost like it's like putting yeah. ads, like wh- why not think of that? Like why not do that? And I feel like a lot of people try to play it safe because of KPIs or the like, you know, analytics behind things kind of just like averts them from doing something out of the norm that would actually be a big benefit for them. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like uh, things could be just more interesting when you kind of zig left, you know? And I think when you guys were talking earlier about, you know, part of the the best part about bad ideas, it, it makes you laugh. It like shocks you. It makes you feel something. And if you don't, it's just kind of like, and I don't mean offensive, right? Um, it, Cause I think there's bad ideas in the sense of like the, the, who was it? Uh, the Pepsi Kylie Jenner bullshit, right? That's just like totally yeah. That was terrible. Uh, yeah, but like, because they were trying to do everything, and I think that's the fi- the bad fucking idea is when you're trying to do everything. That's right. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you brought up that UFC stuff too. Like, speaking of kind of like those those battle forums, I'm like, I don't know about y'all, but have you watched BattleBots? Of course. Have you seen that? I'm completely addicted to BattleBots right now. I grew up with BattleBots. That would be like a good idea for Pinterest too, I feel yeah. like. Like right? anything like that. A complete it's opposite. Like, like you don't expect something that you don't expect to be there, right? Yeah, yeah right? There, it's there like disruption at its For BattleBots. But I love it because it's like kind of, I mean, it's got emotion, but it's like, you know, humans aren't like beating up on each other, you know? So it's like, I can watch it with my kids too. (laughs) And I feel funny about doing that, you know, because I'm trying to be, you know, a good dad and teach them, you know, that, you know, aggression and stuff isn't like a solving or anything, but like, I love watching those things go at it and like nobody gets hurt except the bots, but um, which depending on how you feel about the battle bots could be a little sad, but um, yeah, I think it would be hilarious to do something like, could you like give the bots like AI, right? So thinking about, could you actually create uh, like a, a messenger chat bot or something for like these battle bots and maybe they like, you could talk to them, you know, this artificially intelligent because they have like this physical nature and everything like, yeah. but maybe that would be a bad, bad idea. Like, I wonder if it, they would be like super aggressive, you know, but they start They'd turning like, not on each other, but on us. That That's the bad idea. I always think of like, you know, iRobot or something <laughs> like that. When it comes to technology, I'm like, uh, that's a little, that's a little black mirror for me. <laughs> yeah, Anything with AI is like a really good bad idea right now, I feel like. Yeah, and, um, it's like it's it seems yeah, it's almost like too close to reality that I'm just like, no, but maybe without the satisfaction, right? Because it's like battle bots. Like, what if you could like settle a feud with like a you know that person in high school that was a total asshole to you, but you know, and get out like your both sides' aggressions, but it's yeah. like, yeah. I remember you- one of my favorite shows was actually Bully Beatdown. Do you remember that show? No, what was, is that a bully beatdown? The host was mayhem. Uh, he had like red hair, but basically he would, uh, find these, these people that used to be bullied and he would take their bullies to the UFC ring and he would, they would, the bullies would have to fight a, uh, actual professional UFC fighter. 
And then if he got, if he won, if the bully won, they took home money. If he got beat up, they got to apologize to the bull, the one that got bullied. It was actually one of my favorite shows because I'm like, you know, it's just like, like, man, like feel, feeling that almost like a, not like, um, uh, what's it called uh, revenge or anything like that. But it's like, Hey, like a lot of these bullies actually that got beat down were like, you know what? I, I never been bullied before. And like, I'm changing my, my lifestyle, you know? So there was like a kind of like aha moment yeah. for some of them. Some bullies were just like, F that, like, I'm gonna keep on being bullied. So. It's yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a release to see other bullies get bullied. Like I definitely got bullied in high school. Like, um, and yeah, I know what it, it feels like to see someone else take like their own medicine, stuff like that. So, yeah. But now, you know, you are running a successful agency. You've had this storied career. You're doing podcasts. <laughs> I'll go fuck off. Uh, Julie, I don't know about that, but we're trying and we're trying to get to success, trying to find success. But it's funny because nowadays success could be like a good email when you're like working in a box, trying to start an agency like that. One good agency could like get me on top of the or get us on top of the desk, like jumping for joy. Or that next email could get me underneath the desk, like in the fetal position, sucking my thumb, like, you know, crying. So we've had our, we had our share of both. Right. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's been a road getting here, but I mean, honestly, one of my favorite things though is, is being able to, you know, meet with uh, people like you and our colleagues and our friends talking about these good ideas. It feels really good to, you know, make stuff again. And uh, you know, whether it's good or whether it's bad, we're making stuff and yeah. uh, you know, that that's definitely a positive. And you don't know until you try, you know, and I think that's the thing. It's, it's, I think a lot of, of brands and I think that are, are a bit scared of, you know, really trying something. It's like, what's worked in the past. Let's just keep doing that, which I, you know, I, I appreciate, but it's doesn't give you as much incremental like change or growth that you could potentially get, you know? Um, so yeah, that's awesome, man. It's making stuff is, and it keeps the juices flowing. You know, you can always learn. I mean, if it sucks, you learn from that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was funny because a client yesterday said, you know, um, you know, have you ever had a project fail? Like, and I was like, well, you know, things have like not gone as we expected, but it's never been a failure because you learn from things and then you make it smarter kind of like over time, you know? And I think that's something that we try to do with our clients, you know, it's like, there is no real failure. There's just learning. There's just a learning curve, you know, and it's about like, it's not like if things or if we can get your brand or business to be successful, it's, you know, how quickly can we do that? And how, you know, how intelligently can we do that? And so, you know, it's interesting. We've never, you know, even since we branched off on our own, we've never really been afraid of, you know, failing. It's just, you know, how quickly, you know, like we just had a timeline kind of like of how long we could fail before we have to be successful, (laughs) just getting close. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, every day is, is just kind of, you know, learning from, and it's even with, you know, everyone that I worked with, you know, in my past life and everything was, you know, I've seen people make really good decisions, you know, that yielded really positive results. And I've seen also, you know, great leaders make, poor decisions, 
you know, that have also kind of taken teams and work in, in negative directions as well. And it's not like, you know, one is better than the other. They're both just learning, you know, of things that you either choose to follow or things that you look out for, uh, I think, in the future. Um, and speaking of that, I'm going to try and uh, dial a rando colleague of mine and see if they'll pick up. Hey, man, how's it going? Eggs, what's up? It's Nathan. How are you? I'm all right, man. Um, you are on the Really Good Bad Ideas podcast live right now with, <laughs> with right. Uh, my, uh, my ex-colleague and good friend, Julie Howe, and also my videographer, film director, John Mediana. Um, and, and we're playing this fun game where basically we're doing like a, a dial a rando creative, um, to, to find out if you can give us a random, really good, bad idea that you've had throughout your career. Uh, okay. Okay. Let me think, uh, really good, bad idea. Yeah. While you're, while you're uh, thinking of one, I'll, uh, I'll just kind of intro you and give a background. So John oh, Bettig. Yeah, I could use, I could, I could use stalling. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I know this is random. That's kind of the point. Um, but yeah, for our listeners, this is John Benedict, AKA eggs. Um, he and I worked together at Crispin Porter Bogusky way back in the day in the uh, early two thousands. John and I were uh, in a pod together. Um, he is a copywriter extraordinaire. Uh, he's a freelance for hire. So uh, all y'all listeners out there who are in need of a world-class uh, copywriter on anything you have going on, uh, John Benedict here is a perfect person for that. So um, we will be including his information uh, on the podcast. So you'll be able to reach out to him as well uh, and be able to... Uh, you know, uh, acquire his uh, expertise and his skills. Uh, that is, if you still want to, after after we hear his his really good bad idea. Um, but yeah, John, um, I don't know if you have one yet, but it, you know, if while you're thinking, if you just want to kind of talk about, you know, uh, what you're up to these days, you know, maybe it'll it'll come naturally as well. Well, let's see. Uh, something did uh, come to me. This wasn't necessarily for any particular brand, but this is kind of, yeah, like a prototypical bad idea that could be really fun, uh, which is just throwgurt, which is just yogurt you throw. That's the entire, <laughs> the entire idea. That's the whole thing, you know. That's it. The sky's, the sky's wide open for that one, guys, and you can have that for free. Uh, but let's see, what am I doing lately? Um, I actually finished up at, uh, at your old alma mater Facebook a little bit ago, and uh, you, you've caught me living, living in Kentucky, man. I, I've been living in Kentucky for like the last – almost year. And, uh, yeah, I got to experience working eight months remote, like doing productions and everything like across time zones from my little home office. It's been surreal, but, uh, that's what, that's what I'm up to. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Kentucky, you know, it's funny because everyone's remote now. We were just talking about that, about, you know, kind of the isolation and the separation, like it doesn't matter. Like you don't need to live in New York or Los Angeles or San Francisco to be in the business anymore and to be relevant and to come up with, you know, really great ideas and uh, to be able to contribute to the industry and, and with other creative communities. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. How's that going for you? Is that, uh, are you, uh, are you currently working on anything or um, have some things? Yeah, going? I've, got, I've got a couple little small projects that I'm working on uh, with some old coworkers, you know, uh, and, and then also just, 
applying at the storm, you know, sending out the emails and doing the thing. I, I, I got to sit out most of 2020 as far as that aspect of the hustle. So I'm, I'm paying the piper now. Yeah. Yeah. That'll happen. But you know, sometimes you need to take that time and, uh, you know, do what you got to do. Of course. So, so Throger, Throger, tell me, tell me about the inspiration for that. Are you currently sitting in front of a yogurt cup? Is that where that came from? And you're pissed at me and wanting to throw it like at your phone right now? No, no, actually I, I, I went, I, quickly like while you were giving my intro i was quickly looking back through my notes because i i keep a list of uh of that exactly that kind of idea in case it ever lands somewhere you never know like you could do something with dannon right like maybe it's maybe it's some sort maybe it's something you could pitch as kind of like a self-isolation therapy right like it gives you the nutrients you need but it also allows you to like get out any aggression or things you know in a way that's not going to hurt yourself or anybody else like like it's probably sort of like one of those like laser tag arenas where they have like the throw good room and you can just go ape there you go pro throger use education right so it's like pitch it to like some super hyper granola mom that's like i don't want to do a smash cake for my kid's first birthday fucking throger like have your kid throw a bunch of fucking yogurt around i could see throger parties being a thing like throger birthday party it's edible it's non-stick it it doesn't stain wildly successful i could see that absolutely it's probably like good for the skin too i would guess you know like maybe you know i don't know who knows but i love that man that's a damn good idea probably not bad for your skin yeah couldn't be couldn't be too bad awesome john well uh thank you so much for this rando uh really good bad idea phone call um we'll catch up with you a little bit later just for so our listeners know we literally had no idea who we were going to call um and you know so this is totally off the cuff so really appreciate your uh, your ability to uh keep it real with us and uh, keep it live. And uh, we'll reach out to you here uh, once we're done recording and, uh, and get back with you. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right, brother. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, guys. All right. See you. Oh, I love man. that. <laughs> rando, awesome. randoness, rando, really good, bad ideas. That's like a whole nother thing. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Cause I was like, who's going to pick up their phone because Anytime I get a fucking phone call, nope, I, I will not. Yeah. Will yeah. not Everybody goes first, right? And now, see, if if for anyone out there, if you get a phone call from me, probably like on a Friday in the middle of a workday, you <laughs> may have the opportunity to be a guest star on Really Good Bad Ideas. So if I'm calling, y'all better pick up out there. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you don't know, want to. I will say, I was talking to Spencer and... I was so mad that he gave away my idea on your show previously. What? Cocaine. Cocaine. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that was certainly the one of our really about cocaine. <laughs> that is how it came to be. No, yeah, I mean like one of definitely on the That was one of my favorites. Audience. For sure. Yeah. I you know, it was just yeah, it was literally we were in Venice. And I dropped all these like 
sorry, this is probably like for 18 and older, right? So well, that's okay. This is this show's rated R. Okay, so. great. So I have all these like weed mints in my bag, and like I went to go grab one, and we we're at some bar, and it was crowded. You know, this is obviously a long time ago, and uh, fucking the weed mints went everywhere, like all over the fucking floor. And, you know, because it's Venice, like so super hippie, somebody's dog was in there and then started fucking eating my weed mints. And I was freaking out. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like this poor dog. Like, and then we're just kind of all laughing about it. And we're like, dude, you know, that dog's gonna be so chill. Like, it's just going to be like, what, you know, we should like have something for dogs. Like dogs would be into fucking drugs. Like, you know, they'd be like wild or like super chill. So I was like, yeah, it should be like cocaine. And I was like, fuck, like that's so fucking good. I love hearing that inspiration. But I mean, yeah. seriously, though, like, I mean, dogs have, you know, they they're hanging out. They have a lot of time to hang out like during the days like they, you know, I mean, in between meals and like going to the park for a while you know, walks or like, you know, playing fetch or something. It's like, what else are they going to do in their spare time? Like, you know, why not give them a little bit of a buzz to like, you know, pass the time? Yeah. What else well, are you going to do? You're feeling bad. Like, you know, you don't feel like taking your dog out and it's just like, man, I'm too fucking lazy right now. So give them some cocaine and then they can have a little fun while you just chill on the couch. Right. They just run in circles for yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the dog park. Just give your dog some cocaine <laughs> Oh my god! Like the advertising now. Yeah, Spencer had a lot of. Yeah, we're definitely not going to be gaining any like animal like brand, uh, you know, clients here in the near future. I think like after after these. Yeah. But, but. No, and he's fucking smart too because he writes down. He literally has a list of all these. I just throw out stupid shit all the time and. Partly, I don't want to write them down because I feel like I'm going to get in trouble at some point. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't need any evidence. Uh, but yeah, he writes them all down. That's. I mean, seriously though, you you never know, right? Like, yeah. I think you know, maybe on one of the next shows, I might call him because he carries around. He has a list of like really bad URLs. Oh you know, yeah. He'll like buy URLs when he's like having like you know late at night or something, and like had a couple glasses of wine or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, that's awesome. Cause I do the same thing, but my problem is I just buy them. Like I, I need a, to, to like start a list. Otherwise I'm going to like blow through all of my money, like on ridiculous, like URLs. Um, oh, that's funny. You never know. One of them might come through. I mean, Hey, listen, it's better than buying a lottery ticket. I mean, you know, okay. I say do like we're sitting on so many domain names that I'm sure like our financial advisors, like, you guys need to actually scale back like 20% of your income is sitting on domain names. <laughs> yeah. Until you guys sell one of those for yeah. like hundreds of thousands of yeah. dollars because yeah. someone decides to like make a business out of it like that, right. you know, yep. that is awesome. Yeah, sorry, kids. You'll have to pay for your own college, but we got lots of domain names. <laughs> That's right. We're going to like for, for, yeah. for birthday presents, just give them a domain <laughs> name, you know? <laughs> It's kind of, it's kind of like buying like property though. Like it's an investment, right? Like people use, you know, it's like investing in like swampland in Florida or like, you know, random land in like, I don't know, like Ohio, you know, that's, you know, relatively inexpensive that is not being used at the moment, but like eventually yeah. someone's going to want to do something with it. Right. So it's like, it's the long tail. Yeah. Yeah. So mine are probably, mine would be considered like 
the back alleys of Detroit URL property URL properties that like no one's going to stumble upon like really thinking it's good. They're, it's going to be on a drunken evening when they probably have a really good bad idea themselves and someone searches out this URL and I happen to own it. That's probably what's going to happen. Wait, so having so a question for you guys, have you ever sold a really good bad idea? <laughs> yeah, I have a whole list of pitches. <laughs> Actually, when the episode that we went through with Alan, that one that we pitched, which was, um, it was called the or else app where you basically like blackmailed yourself into working out and being healthy. Otherwise, you know, this bot would post all these incriminating photos of you to people that you would never want to see anything of you. So, um, pretty good. Yeah. It's probably a really good thing that I'd haven't sold a really bad idea. (laughs) You know, (laughs) buy into that shit. I mean, think about like the Nexium cult, right? Like they, I don't know if you guys saw that documentary on this little Nexium. Is it Nex Nexus? Nexium? What the Ooh, fuck is it? Nexium. No, no, what's all that about? Or Axiom. Wait, I see I didn't really pay attention, but so it's this guy who um basically is a pyramid scheme. And he got these um the Seagram heiresses to invest a shit ton of money and people were talking about like learning and figuring out themselves and you know essentially paying thousands of dollars for like personal growth. But then as they got super into it, they would start collecting collateral to get into like different clubs within this cult essentially is what it is. But that the collateral was like, you know, deep, dark secrets that they didn't want getting out. So they were kind of forced to stay in. So talk about fucking motivation. I think people, I mean, these are people who are paying thousands of dollars to give up like terrible stuff about themselves that they didn't want public. So I think that's a great fucking idea. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's intense. He was in jail now. He met with the Dalai Lama, like people Ooh. bought into this guy. Yeah. That reminds oh. me of the guy that, that did the whole fire festival. Remember that? Yeah. Right. I fire festival. Yeah. Nathan, you haven't heard of Fire Festival? I, I'm an old ass man living in Vegas. Like I, I'm out yeah. of the loop, man. Educate me. Educate us in our in our. Tell him, John. Tell him. All right. So this is what happened. So this this guy, he's a scammer. This dude is just like he he came up with like credit uh, credit cards and like you know kind of like um, making ex, uh, exclusivity kind of this thing that he would sell of. And all this stuff. Well, one time, one time he partnered with what was it Ja Rule? Yeah, <laughs> Ja Rule. Out of all people, and he put on. He was planning to put on this huge festival in the in the middle of no. I forgot where it was. Like Pablo, uh-huh. something, right? Like it's an island, like an island. And he was. They went on this trip. Him and Ja Rule, and it was like, what if we did a festival here? You know, and we charge like a crap ton of money for people to, to come and. We'll get all these like, you know, um, like DJs and and stars. One of them was like Blink-182. They said that there was going to be there, but they started saying all these bands and DJs were going to be there. And they had like Kylie Jenner um, kind of like advertise or like, you know, put something up about Fire Festival. But it was the biggest fake festival ever in history. It was fake <laughs> because they couldn't pull it off. There was yeah. no way that they could fit all these people. And they would like sell like private and private planes and VIP experiences. And so the day coming to the festival, like a couple days in, like they couldn't, they would not be able to pull this off. So there's this, there's two documentaries on um, one is on Netflix and one's on Hulu. 
you got to watch it. And it was just like, this dude is just a big old scammer. He was in jail. I think he's still in jail. Um, but Ja Rule was like, I wasn't part of that. Like, you know, I didn't know that was happening and stuff. I, I just really wanted to put together like this awesome festival and stuff. And it was just crazy. All these influencers were like buying tickets. And actually some of my friends actually bought a ticket and actually no. went. I was like, what yeah. was that like? He's, they were like, it was insane. The worst experience ever in my life. And I was like, why'd you go? So there were just like a bunch of people there expecting to see they a were show. Stranded. They were stranded yep. there. They were, they were sold like, you know, private villas and suites on the water. And because the organizers basically, sorry, blew their wad on the marketing of mm-hmm. the festival and not the actual festival, they yeah. ended up with those um, like FEMA tents, you yep. know, um so they were so ill-prepared i mean it wasn't even like oh shit like some some accident show yeah. they were intense it was lord of the flies situation on this island and no basically, food like, like they were running out of food yeah. there were portlets, like there was no plumbing yeah oh my gosh so they were basically just stranded on this deserted island yeah, with it was like, like pablo escobar's island or used to be his island or something like that oh my gosh. crazy yeah, that is a really good bad idea for sure. That you know, if if the if your idea lands you in jail, like that is absolutely like that should be on this podcast. That because that is a really good bad idea. That's, you should you should be interviewing convicts actually, like the the <laughs> Tiger King. You know, uh, that is a really good bad idea. That is a good a bad yeah. idea. They're, they're Maybe I'll have to start dialing time. Oh my gosh. Maybe I'll have to start randomly dialing like jails and asking to like speaking with convicts or something. (laughs) Oh, see, that's really sweet too. Like, you know, dial a convict where it's like, you know, offering like just some moral support, like, especially now, maybe, you know what? Inmate life tips, right? So we're all fucking in our own jails and now inmates can actually give us advice on like how to deal with, you know, living these solitary lives. That's an actually wow. really good idea. Yeah. That is, yeah, that's actually very relevant, right? Because yeah. I've actually read a lot of, you know, articles and things out there about, you know, comparing isolation, you know, and being stuck, you know, in our homes and stuff. And especially, you know, in more like urban areas, like, you know, in condensed urban areas, you know, living in smaller, you know, apartments and some people, and, you know, unfortunately like living by themselves is really, you know, trying. And I think it could be like a win-win, you know, like the convict gets to speak to someone on the outside and what's going on. And then the person calling gets to have, you know, some pro tips on like prison pro tips on how to like get through isolation life. Like, oh my god, it totally takes me forever for like DoorDash to come. Like, it's just I'm so hungry and I'm so sick of ordering out the same thing. Like, you know what? Like, you know, there's gonna be some bougie people that will pay money. It's like the inmate mentality, just like how people want to do. Like, there's a there's a guy who I think he was a former convict actually, and he launched a whole prison boot camp. Because you know, oh, yeah. when you're an inmate, like you work out and you get like super ripped. And so he created this whole like gym around, you know, inmate fitness inmate or jailbird fitness. fitness. And it's hysterical because like even the decor, you know, it's all like jail themed. It's like people fucking pay a shit ton of money. Yeah, it's super successful. I saw that documentary. 
Yeah. Like it completely like rehabilitated him. Like yeah. his working out in yeah. jail, getting out, like he started, he made a business out of it. Like how brilliant is that? I mean, what would you, uh, you know, if you're going to be have all that time, like sitting in jail and like doing like, why not come up with like a business idea? To, like, Seriously. You know, so now all these like, you know, suburban women are literally paying him money to do like sit ups. Yeah. And like get treated like, you know, like jail convicts, you exactly. know, and all that like harsh, you know, that yeah. harsh I mean, I have a confession to make uh, for like one phase or season, like during the pandemic, I was watching uh, the show Scared Straight for like two weeks straight because these kids like they they think that they're, they're super hard and then they go to the prison for like a day or two and they get scared straight. And uh, I think it started because I heard a Joe Rogan podcast talk about like, uh, uh, what's his name? Prison Mike. You ever heard of Prison Mike? No. You look up on YouTube Prison Mike. It's hilarious. And uh, I was just like, wow, scared straight. Like, what would that look like now? Now today, you know, with <laughs> with uh, with all that. But like, you know, the prison boot camp thing, uh, that's actually a really good idea, you know, because you yeah. go there, you get ripped. And, you know, you come out of there, like, looking all buff and stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm serious. Nathan, you got to figure out a way to, like, call inmates. Just rando dial inmates. That is a really good bad idea. It scares the hell out of me. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I personally, admittedly, I don't want to ruin my street cred, but I don't know any inmates. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. that would be the first thing is like having to somehow meet you know or uh, get in touch with them I don't know if there's some social uh, social network for like inmates you know to like Wait, there, but there is isn't, isn't that how people meet like marry an inmate like whatever the match.com is for inmates oh my gosh yeah like, I don't know if I want to go there but um, I mean but this is just a telephone like this is an innocent telephone call yeah yeah. Yeah, it's true, right? Like yeah. why not? You know? Yeah, because the thing about it's like um I I saw it on TikTok where there's about this other new app that's out there where it's basically like a roulette of like random strangers. Like you literally dial into like this what is like a Zoom call and it's like split screen and you don't know who is gonna show up. And you can either like chat for a few minutes and it just chat keeps, relay. Yeah, chat roulette or chat relay, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. This is, for the young kids, but it's like that, but for inmates. Oh, that's what we need to, but even if we don't do it with the inmate, we should do the chat roulette. Like, yeah. I don't know if we could like dial it into the zoom and like just pull up that random people and ask for really good, bad ideas. Yes. <laughs> well, and yeah. Everyone's got them. Chat roulette. Yeah. Or just, you know what? Like that would be a great way. It's like, okay, let's say you're working on, uh, I don't know, you have a client, let's say it's like fig Newton's. And you just dial into chat relay and say like, sell me fig Newtons, you know? And then like, you just, everybody has to like on the fly. Cause that's like real time. Like, you know, what would you do? Like, would you do like a, uh, a fig Newtons drop with like Isaac Newton, you know, like, what would you do? Like, give me your bad fucking ideas. Like right, right then and there off the cuff. Yeah. And it's usually like the more impromptu, like the worse they are. It's kind of like when you get a brief in the business and you're like, you know, like the worst ideas are always going to be the first ones that come to mind. Yep. So you usually just sit around and like throw them out there to like get them out of the way so you can get, get to like, you know, decent ones and everything. Actually, like a really, a really good idea. Imagine like a creative roulette, like where you have all these creatives kind of just hanging out. And if you need an idea that you're working on, you just like 
see if who's on there and like they just help you, you just out with your wheel basically wheel? and it stops on it stops on one right yeah that's kind of decent you could put in a set of parameters like what industry you know objective and you know location and then hit just like idea relay bam and just yeah. it'll find one for you through ai yeah, really where, where bad ideas go to live yes when we're whole, when we're back to the ai um and we've, full we've come full circle on on our uh on our group and on our podcast i think yeah. so. soon you won't need uh you won't even need people it'll just be ai intelligence dialing in and, and we'll be obsolete imagine we'll just have AI battle bots come in like advertising all designed by ai like no involvement whatsoever with the any creative directors Oh, it's being worked on. I'm sure. You know, I think, I mean, the beginning of it is, you know, it was stuff that, you know, like Google does. And a lot of these, you know, you basically just like, you know, you plug in a piece of creative and it arranges it and organizes it. It'll put copy over the top of it. You know, YouTube has that and is working on that as well, where you just give a video and it'll end the text, you know, a database of both. And it'll just put the type over the top of the video that, goes to the right person that speaks to, you know, you as John or you as Julie. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's unfortunately kind of happening, but I still think that there's no substitute for really good, bad ideas that come from the human mind. There should be a show AI versus human. And it should be like taking AI and then taking human creativity and seeing which one actually gets like two pitches, right? The AI pitch and then the human pitch. And then whoever gets hired like you know that like mm. it's like versus i would watch that Ooh. show human versus machine human like versus machine. random idea creativity can it be produced can it be you know like yeah that's interesting no wait see right. i think the ultimate test would be you know if you have like a what is that comedy it's like america's next top model or like american idol for like comedians because that's the thing that you can't fucking duplicate, right? It's like yeah. the ability to like elicit an emotion, a laugh. Because that's I just mean, a way, you know? Yep. Yep. I like that. I mean, it would be cool to have like a random brief. So li- literally, like it's kind of like Shark Tank, but more random. Like it's not as well thought out. It's a little bit looser. So you have like essentially someone there. Um, you know, you have three contestants and you have someone reading a brief and they've never seen the brief before and they have 30 seconds to come up with the best, worst idea that they could think of for that brief on that topic. And whoever wins would be able to get like some sort of like a little bit of seed investment or something yeah. to actually, you know, start to make it work. Cause I, I feel like that's the real entertaining part is like, you know, Shark Tank's cool, like, because, you know, a lot of times I like to see just how bad the pitches are, but like for the most part, like they're kind of thought out and people come in there with a game plan. Like it's kind of scripted and it's kind of becoming like very systematic, you know, but like disrupting the system of like, no, we're going to completely do an impromptu show about impromptu ideas. And if you come up with a decent one in 30 seconds, like you could dial a friend, you know, if you wanted to, or you could like, have like a free Google, like one free Google search, you know, or to like research or, but something like that would be pretty fun. I don't know. Maybe we should do it here. People love to see how the sausage is made, right? They love to see how you got there, 
right? So like that's one element that that Shark Tank doesn't show is how did they get, you know, they might show their backstories and stuff like that, but actually watching it on screen and how they like formulate these ideas and how do you get from one idea to another, that's, people would definitely tune in. I know I would, I would watch a show like that, you know? How crazy that would be fun. Or like, you know, it's like how, how many beers does it take to get to a good idea? Ah, drunk idea. You know, drunk history, drunk idea. Oh yeah, exactly. And you just like listen in and watch people just like, you know, figure out a fucking brief over a couple beers. And then you just start to see like, okay, they're like six beers in. Their ideas are getting better. They're getting worse. That's really funny. That actually reminds me of a really good, bad idea that I had that I tried to sell to, uh, gosh, was, was it Miller Lite? No, it was, it was Michelob. Yeah. I think it was Michelob, uh, back in the day. And basically it was an app that, you know, and it was around the time when, you know, like Nike fuel points and like, you know, was coming out and I was like, wow, that's like really interesting. You know, like how could that become currency or how could that generate certain things? And I was like, why don't we have Michelob Ultra create a beer workout program where essentially like it's an app that make that pays attention to like how many steps you take or like if you like, you know, work out or if you run or anything, it shows you like how many, how much beer you've earned for that day based on like how, like how much, how far you worked out. If you hit like a certain amount, what if it's like a beer on us, like, you know, buy your like free beer because you you hit a certain amount of steps. Dude, that's awesome. You know what, Nathan, that's a great fucking idea. You know why? Because if you think about it, even for like diets and everything like that, like nobody's, I mean, maybe some people are trying to get fit, right? Which I get. But for me, at least, I'm like, I just want to know what I can fucking eat. Like, I'm not working out to like do anything. But like, you tell me, like, hey, man, like you've taken 10,000 steps today, you can eat a fucking cheeseburger. Yes, like that's the fucking carrot. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel that's so much like a diet because I'm like, shit, I didn't want to fucking eat a hamburger. So I'm <laughs> my ass off today. Like, that's what I'm that's pretty much why I jog is so I can like eat all the foods that I actually really want to eat. I mean, I think the problem with like the Michelob thing was like, it was, it kind of defeats the purpose of working out because the more you run, the more you drink, (laughs) the the more drunk you end up getting by the end of the day. Right. So it's like, if you ran like a half marathon, like you would be passed out like before dinner, Well, you know, know, like you wouldn't even, I was in I was in Napa Valley and they did a five a marathon and at every point they had like a wine like kind of tasting and at the end after the whole marathon it's a bunch of wine tasting at the very end of the 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 event and I was like this is awesome like that's good go stuff for the you're running as you're running some people like, I mean, like, not, like you're, you're tasting along the way there's like stops along the way and then at the very end was like the whole like you know um it was like a, a whole event in this huge park where they had a bunch of tents and vendors set up like for wine tasting come taste our wine it was actually a really oh good idea God. that is solid i yeah. want to get involved in that i forgot what it's called but they do it every year it's like an annual thing that they do in napa valley I feel like that's like scalable. Like I could do that in my neighborhood. I basically run around the same block every day. Like I could get some neighborhood people together and just set up like tastings, like at the end of the driveway, you know, and keep it like, you know, uh, socially distanced, safe and everything. But like, just be able to like run a lap, have a sip of wine, run a lap, 
have two sips. Oh, man. It's like drinking games for athletics, you know? That's like, awesome. And people will be down for that for sure. Yeah. Like back in the day, like some of my old, you know, like previous lives and other jobs, like we would, you know, we would have, you know, offsites and have, you know, do like, you know, the inaugural like drinking game and stuff like that. And it's like, why not turn it into like a positive thing where it's like, you know, because it's like that, you know, carrot at the end of the stick, you know, that it's like, it's right there waiting for you, you know, with, you know, doing healthy things earns you like really unhealthy, unhealthy balance. Right. Cause it's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of a balance like that. Like yeah. who wants to just do healthy things every day? Like only healthy things. Like you need the contrast to feel healthy. Like if yeah. you just feel healthy all the time, then you, you don't really feel healthy. Like, <laughs> there has to be an element of you need to have like a really bad hangover once in a while to like get your ass back out and being healthy again. So you remember what it feels like right. to be healthy. Yeah. It's called regrets. 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 See, like wine thing, like, see, this would be perfect sponsorship for Uber. It's like, you know, uh, Uber, like get fucked up festival 2021 brought to you by Uber, where you just try to get as fucked up as you can. And then like Uber will fucking drive you home. Like that's that's you know, genius. Advertising. genius. There you go. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't do that. We always thought about that stuff for Super Bowl, like, you know, like basically drinking and driving or drinking and Ubering, like where yeah. people are just getting fucked up in the back of an Uber, like yeah. driving around kind of like taxi cab confessions. Like that was now there was a brilliant show, like a really good, bad idea for a show that took that off. One. Yeah, oh that was a great. That was a great show. But, you know, the the, the heart of it is so simple. Like we're just going to get a fucking cab and like film people talking about their night. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, like hot ones. Like hot ones was is just that. Like they're eating hot wings and they got celebrities telling about talking stories and stuff. That's such a great yeah. format. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. simple ones, man. It's just like the magic, you know? Absolutely. So yeah, just kind of like really good bad ideas. It's pretty simple. Come on the show, share some really good bad ideas, have some laughs riff on it a little bit and, uh, and move on to the next one. So Julie, I just want to thank you so much for being an extremely awesome guest, uh, on our podcast. You're one of my favorite humans on the face of this earth. Uh, Thank you so much. No, thanks man. And, um, anytime, you know, this is like a small world and whoever is out there in the ethers, just let's hit us up. Like let's all jam on some stuff and, and, you know, make a difference. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And keep your phone open because if I end up calling you <laughs> on a Friday randomly, I'm yeah. going to call you back in. So have a couple ready to go. I'm for the- down. All right. I'm down. Awesome. All right, my friends. This was awesome. great. This is much love. Well, thank you everybody for joining us uh, on another episode of really good, bad ideas. And uh, thank you to our also rando special guest star, John eggs Benedict uh, for being a good sport and playing along with us. And looking forward to uh, catching up with y'all next time.